Good afternoon. It's December 28th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B. Hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? This podcast is going to have a lot of magic talk across different sports, across different entities. But we have to start with what happened last night. And I'm talking about Luka Magic. 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. Never been done before. Wins the game. And not only did they win, they were down nine points with 33 seconds to go against the Knicks. Came back and won. That has never happened before. And Luka was the one that was fouled when he was trying to get a three off in time. They fouled him before the shot, so it was only only two shots. Made the first one. Had to intentionally miss the second one. One of the hardest things that you have to do in basketball because what you maybe once in your career have to do it. So even really skilled athletes, it's not something that they're just able to, to pull off and either you don't hit the rim or you enter the lane too quickly. Uh, no, he gets a, a good off the, off the rim. It ba- bounces around. He gets it, puts it in, get it to go to overtime, but Luca magic. So much magic, so much storylines here. Now a little personal storyline along with this is I was watching the game and I did this thing where, you know, I have league pass. So, you know, when a game ends or it looks like it's about to end, I'm going to change it because I have options of a million other games to watch. So what did I do with 40-some-odd seconds left with Dallas down nine? I changed the channel. I woke up the next day watching all of this. this was, I, I went to bed. I, didn't, I had no idea any of this was going on. It was quite something to wake up. And I, it's funny, the other storyline that I, I was going to bed with was no, you just can't win like this. You know, you can't just score 60 points and win the game. It's it's very impressive that not only is it an incredible individual feat, but that it was relevant to the game in a game in which they actually needed all of this from him. Because they, they were nowhere near winning this game in, until the magic happened. Very, very impressive. Does it change anything at all, though? Are they suddenly a better contender? Because we all know the capabilities of Luka. We all know the season that he's already having. But the rest of the roster here has so many flaws and weaknesses of a hot and cold shooting. And when it's good, it's great. But it's not as reliable as I would say a lot of other teams are, not only in the West, but especially in the East. So, like, does this change anything? Or is this just another accolade? I think it is a problem that this is the best that we've seen Luca, And he's been really, really good, especially he's only in his fifth season. And just the, some of the things that he's doing, just, just amazing. And that they're the sixth seed. Him at his absolute peak... I mean, I guess maybe he's not in speak. Maybe he can even go higher, but I, I, I don't know how you get any higher than 60-point triple-doubles set, setting records left and right, and you're not even going to host a, a home playoff series right now. The other thing that's very clear with, with, with Luca is I don't think we've developed – like, what, what would you do to stop him? Like, what's the blueprint? I mean, I guess you try to. I mean, it's it's the same with all these guys. Yeah. Like you try to put somebody with some size that you know has some speed, but there's not a, a lot of those guys. They don't make a lot of those guys. I don't know where you find one. I I I still think that this is a lethal playoff matchup, but I'm not even sure they're going to get in. This is going to have to be a miracle season where I think they're in the playing game and then they win that, and then who knows what happens after that? Perhaps there's an injury in the one seed. We've seen that happen before, and or he just gets that matchup of, of there's a couple teams that Luca just destroys he just he just owns a few teams i mean he owns every team but this to see it all happen last night that's on cue like that uh thoughts on the post-game interview where i could use a celebratory beer which is not just i need a beer it's, it's a much more rewarding beer 
is, is this the the role model we're setting for everybody, or is this the the dream that Luke is living that we all wish we were leaving living? I might have to just start calling all of my beers celebratory beers. <laughs> well, anyways, it's still it's still just just I feel like we we delayed the podcast here. We were able to watch all that, and I wasn't sure if everything we were going to talk about would sound super dated. I was like, all right, great, great to have some like super relevant happened last night. Big news, huge numbers. Uh, the other news I want to talk about, I did watch the Celtics game last night. How good are Jason and uh, Jalen and Jason Tatum? Could you, I'll just give you 10 minutes here. Just have, have as much time as you want. Destroyed Houston last night. Was it 38 and 39? Some huge, huge numbers. Uh, how good are the Celtics? We're back, right? This is it. We're, we're, the shooting fuck is over. I mentioned on the last podcast that that was when we had lost three home games in a row, including two to the, to the Magic. Uh, you know, teams that aren't in the playoffs started to get a little worried. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to go in person. I want to make sure I'm supporting the team. Let them know I'm there. And so I went on Friday night with uh, with my brother. And all of a sudden, now we're on a three-game winning streak. I mean, I'm not going to take all of the credit, but I'm saying, you know, something had to be done, and I was willing to do what needed to be done. That was another comeback win, too, where we kind of float around in these games, and I'm not sure – if we're going to show up or not show up, and then suddenly it all just clicks, and it's just, I don't even know when it happened. They, these guys had no points, and suddenly each of them almost have 40 each. The dunks are fun. Dude, the crowd get, the crowd on Friday night was was electric for it. I mean, it was a Friday night. It was right before Christmas, so I could see the people being in a good mood, but it was against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are kind of middle of the pack in the, in the West. There's no Carl Anthony Towns, but when – we got to our seats right after the national anthem, but before the tip. I mean, this place was pretty much filled. And, I mean, as soon as the game started, there are chants going. Uh, this, you wouldn't have thought the, – the crowd wasn't concerned, like, hey, we're on a three-game losing streak. It's, hey, we're here. We're going to help the team out. And now I think we're, uh, we're heading in the right direction. We got a two-game lead in the, in the east. We have the best point differential. Uh, so I'm really hoping that uh, last week or, you know, the week 10 days, it was just a little blip on the – on the radar, and you know now we're we're back to what what what's to be expected. Uh, you know, time wards back and getting, you know, ingrained back in, and hopefully we can kind of continue with this uh, this winning streak. Fun season, it's really great. I'm I'm loving the dunks. That's never gonna get old. That we have guys that are just active and driving and posterizing the people. Christmas, the Christmas massacre is that what you're talking about? When the- Tatum dunked all over Giannis. All right, you know, I'm not even going to let you say it like that. It is an impressive dunk, but Giannis couldn't have been any farther in the help. It's still a miracle that he was even that close and almost actually shut down that dunk from happening. It's it's a great feeling, though, that they're in attack mode and that they're not fearful of Giannis because I am still very fearful of Giannis. The, the confidence that I'm gaining in Tatum and in Jalen Brown is closer to the confidence that I have in Giannis every night where I just know he's showing up and I know he's ready to play and that even if he plays poorly, he's going to be a problem for the other team. And I'm starting to have that same level of confidence for both of these guys. And that just says a lot because Giannis is such a, just such a sure thing. It, there's never a doubt, ever. And I, I'm loving the idea of having two guys on this team, if not maybe a couple more, that there's never a doubt. Every night this is happening. Uh, in other news right now, we do not have the hot win streak in the East right now. The Brooklyn Nets have won nine in a row. It's, it's happening. They're two and a half back of us. They're half a game back of Milwaukee. They're clicking. They're winning. They're beating teams. Durant is possibly having his best season ever in Brooklyn, and that's encouraging after the recovery from the Achilles injury. 
is this is this a fluke? Are we what are we doing? We, we, I, I wasn't prepared for this. This is this solves almost all of the drama that I, I said earlier in the year. Where if these guys just win, it'll all go away. And as far as I know, right now, all I'm hearing is conversations about this team winning. Is it all going away? I mean, Simmons is playing pretty good. I'm hearing some defensive stuff. Haven't heard any weird stuff from Kyrie. I count on that happening or ending soon, or just something happening there. But at the moment, it's nine in a row and. Nine row and counting. I feel like we got a target on our back here. Are you intimidated by the Brooklyn Nets? I'm, I'm not going to say intimidated, but I have a, uh, a a healthy, healthy respect for them. They they've had the the skill. It just had weird things going on. Some their fault, some not their fault. And now it's starting to starting to work. Simmons is actually playing, and I very much agree with you on the well. Once you start winning. Everything gonna, is going to go better. You're going to get asked less weird questions or questions that set you off after the games that just make, make it tailspin into, into bigger things. And all of a sudden, it's all non-basketball talk. It's like, no, no, now, now we're talking about basketball. I, I got to imagine that's what Durant wants. Uh, it's been interesting. I feel like I haven't – like they're, they're on a nine-game win streak, but like I haven't heard like too much talk about it. Shouldn't there be like more more talk? I think they like with all the Durant was gonna get traded. They just haven't been on national TV as much. To you know, they weren't playing on Christmas, so there wasn't the you know a little bit of a victory lap of hey th- these guys are hot right now. So it'll be interesting in the next week or so if this continues. If it becomes more of a, I, I mean, it's it's gonna have to if they take over the the, the one spot. Well, I'm gonna, only a half game out of the out of the two. I'm gonna ask you to put on the GM hat for me for a second here. And is this is this just the best time to blow this up? Or are you saying we're nine in? This is it. Like we we know we know this can work, even though it's never worked, and something's always gone wrong. And perhaps it's just a bad outcome, you know, of, of expecting something terrible to happen. But I'm not convinced that this team can even do it. Like, is this any different than any of the other years? And at this point, right now, after the value of almost every player on this roster was tanked nine games ago, I don't think it's ever been higher for any of these guys than it is right now. So, do, like, do you think this could actually just blow up in their face, like we've seen it? every year in the past and that maybe they should blow this up and just get out of it. Like they could get actual value for any of these guys. There's a ton of teams in the hunt for everything this year. There's a bunch of buyers. I believe that would be interested in all of this. There aren't a ton of sellers. This could be the perfect market to do that. And that being said, they won nine in a row. So like, what, what, what are we blowing up here? Like we're, we're doing what we want to be doing. Like what, what more do we want? It's just a matter of, are we going for it all this year? Are we going to even think about next year? Cause that's the other thing. All right. So this year's going great. Maybe they win. Maybe they don't. You really want to start all over again with all this team? Like, this just feels like such a sloppy, put-together mess that's somehow winning. It's all in for this year, but if it's after this year or you have any doubt about this year, I think you got to make some moves right now. But what would you do? Definitely not blowing it up. You don't blow up a team that's third in the in the East looking good. I, I totally get the, hey, sell high. But this isn't a team that was, uh, you, you know, hoping – that they'd be in this spot. Like, they expected to be in this spot. So I think if you blow it up, you're kicking the can down the road. The reason that you blow it up is to hopefully get this level of talent. You want a Kyrie. You want a Kevin Durant. So I think if you were to just get rid of it, you're hoping you get back to this level in three, four years. And in the meantime, you're terrible. I don't think you want to do that. We'll see. I'm going to ask you that question again in a couple months when this could have been completely over. Dumpster fire all over the place. Kyrie's not playing. Durant's injured, and, and everything's gone wrong. Simmons is scared to play. Like, who 
just say is that not like an impossible outcome you could see happening totally realistic i still think it's totally realistic so i don't think it's unrealistic to ask the question i just did but i'm with you nine game winning streak i still think the east is very good they're going to play better teams as we go forward especially as these teams kind of find out and the good ones really start to stick out and you know we're a good one we just played milwaukee the other day without middleton I, that's still kind of fearful in the back of my mind that we have, have we've only defeated milwaukee without middleton and that there's there's another killer coming out there this is a specific celtic killer as well yeah, it's not just Middleton. It's Middleton against the Celtics. Yeah, he has a very, very good history against us. So every time he's out, I, I feel like we just dodged a bullet because he's another one where I know he's just coming out to get us. Always has very good shooting matchups against us. So it'll be interesting. Keep an eye on Brooklyn. I, I want to see them play a little bit better teams. Uh, if you had to pick right now, this is kind of a more of a general question. I probably should have prepped you on this one. But would you say the Eastern Conference is better than the Western Conference? Yes. Like easily? Yes. Yeah, I kind of do too. I kind of feel that way. I, the, the more I went through w- the Western Conference, it's like it kind of kind of felt a little bit more like the NFL divisions. It was like, you know, you can kind of make a case for just about anyone. I mean, the Warriors are at 10 right now, and I think everyone's still not like very much on that bandwagon. I mean, Curry's going to be out for a couple weeks. This, this is the, the scary, scary moment of the season. But I imagine as long as they can stay alive and Curry comes back, like that's a, that's a threat, right? We, we've seen that happen before. I have no idea what's going to go on in Utah. They're they're in nine right now. That season started completely different than anyone anticipated. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm with you that I think the East is just has a lot more talent, and that there's just a lot, a lot of like average teams. I'm not sure who has the most to gain out of this. Someone's going to have to be a buyer somewhere, and I, I'm not sure who the first guy for sale is. There was some rumors coming up that Trey Young may or may not be available. I have no idea what the trade asset or the trade value of that would be. I I, I can't imagine. We're giving up that gold bear stuff, and I and I feel like that's the only reason Durant never got traded. So where where does Trey fall into all of this? As well as what what's what's Atlanta want back from this? Like are we we're starting over? Like is that that's kind of like the centerpiece around this? So you just 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 restart all over? Like just trade him for what? Like what what are you hoping is happening here? Or is this not against? Or is this not their choice? Where Trey just wants out, and you're you're panicking because yeah, what do we do now? What would you want? Yeah, back? didn't Trey didn't Trey make the comment or it was rumored that Trey had said hey if we don't improve i'm gonna i'm gonna ask for a trade it's probably something along the lines of that i i, I know it was it sounded a little bit more initiated from him from the reports i was reading so with, with that with that being said though, what would you want to get back for him like what is he worth i mean you're you're, you're of course going to want to get what the, the the rudy gobert trade got but what I, I think everyone is forgetting is danny ainge was on the other side of that uh that that phone call other GMs are not going to get that sort of uh, sort of haul, especially after that's gone down. I think it's kind of set the market to a certain level, and that's maybe why we haven't seen so many deals happening. And I think that it's going to take a little while for it to like resettle. And I just don't think those sorts of uh, first-round picks and those sorts of players are going to get thrown around. It's also happening where they're not every team has picks anymore. There, there's. They're really starting to pile up in some spots, and and I think that's weakening the trade value market. Where it's like, all right, well, we'll just give them picks. It's like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any. I got to do a deal with someone else just to get picks back. It's like you, the, the currency is starting to really funnel through a couple of these teams now, and I, I don't know if that's going to help a case for for someone who, like, if one of those teams is just not interested in Trey, which is very possible. I, I have a hard time thinking you're going to be able to move something like this. You're just going to constantly run into that Kevin Durant syndrome. Where why are we giving all this up to get or to get this when we would just hold on to this. Like I don't care how unhappy it is. We'll figure it out. Like this, I'd, r- I'd rather just 
go through all this than than get what I could get back for him. So I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Devin Booker is another injury. That's got to change some things up for the Suns. I have no idea how they are even where they're at right now. They're 20 and 15. They're fifth in the West. Just uh, before before we move on from from Trey Young, I mean, he's not even playing incredibly efficient this year. What do you think he's shooting from his percentage from three point? 30. Yeah, 30, 31 and a half. It's his it's his worst of his career. That's it's it's uh. I mean, it's all right. So it's an accurate number that represents that. But in, in the way this offense runs, and the the flexibility they've given him, they they've encouraged him to shoot all these threes to the point where I don't think it matters what like he, if he's gonna if he's gonna shoot that many times, I don't think he's ever gonna shoot that much better of a percentage. Like maybe a little bit better. It's certainly down, but he he's taking he's taking a lot of reckless threes, right? Like so, like what do you what are you hoping for these half court threes to be? Like thirty percent is pretty good for those. So. I, I, it's not his best season. It's a very weird roster there. Like I don't know what's going on with John Collins. I don't know what's going to happen with the the Capella Okongu stuff. Like I thought something would develop now, and, it, and this team does the Murray trade. It's like no, we're just going to keep all of these like weird pieces that we've already tried to move and make this all work. And it's it's just a mess. I, I, I have no idea. I don't I don't know what that team wants in exchange for that or what what they're keeping. Because if you ask me right now, it sounds like everybody is on the, the, the trading block except for somebody they just traded for. It's it's a very bad place to be as a team, right? Like, you wouldn't want to be there. And it seems a, a lot of it is, well, they were just in the conference finals not too long ago, but that was kind of a, a weird year, and it, I think it almost hurts them more than it helps them at this point. Well, that's how they ended up where they're at right now. That one season was it, – it's, it's very similar to, like, some of the Celtics past where it was like, well, we can't trade any of these guys. These guys are – 18-19, we're in the Western Conference Finals. We have no business being there. We we have to keep this all together. And I understand why you did it, but this is this is one this is what could go wrong with that. Where you base all of your your, your future based on just a one one fluky season. I mean, anything can happen in all these. We're going to talk about football in a little bit. Where you know, there there are a lot of teams you, you trust on there just a week ago, the, the history of the last week, and and you you don't even know what team's going to show up this week. The complete complete opposite offense shows up. That somebody you thought was strong is no longer strong anymore. Uh, so it's a, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to get into with the with the NBA here? I mean, Booker's gonna be out for a little bit. I, I don't know what else to kind of touch on for the NBA. But there's a ton of NFL nonsense going on. We we gotta talk a little fantasy bad news and apparently some Baker Mayfield stuff. Like it's it's uh it's, it's up to you though. What, what do you want to go with the NBA here? Anything you want to get into? Uh, j- just with Booker being out and you know seeing if Chris Paul can stay healthy and keep keep that team on track. But just something to keep an eye on where they're. Uh, you know, three games out of the, the the one seed. They've been in the one seed for you know parts of the season, and just all of a sudden they could they could drop down in a hurry if you're missing two of your your, your superstars. I would be panicking in it because I don't know what they have as an out of this. They can't move either of these guys. You know, like what do you? What's up with uh with Crowder? So we're 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 at, we're at Christmas now. They agreed. It, they said. Uh, in, in conjunction with each other that, you know, I, Jay said, I don't want to be here anymore. The son said, okay, cool. Yeah, we, we don't really want you here either. I, why is he not somewhere else? Why, why is he not playing for them? Because they're not obviously just use him right now. And, and then. Well, I, yeah. Was there no, they, I don't know what happened. Clearly he, he was really upset about something. I, I feel like I haven't heard any specifics, but just, it seems like, well, here's a piece that, is just there and he's 
a, a good rotation piece. He could be helping somebody out. Well, what would you give up to them? What would you give up for Jay Crowder? What would you offer the Suns, knowing they're bleeding right now, desperate for roster spots because they just have a ton of injuries and a ton of inconsistent guys to fill in those injuries? I'm trying to think of another rotation-type player, you know, a guy that could either you know be you know one of your weaker starters or one of your, your best guys off the bench, you know, 3 and D guy that is on a different team that's also frustrated because that's a little bit of the issue is Suns, they're not really going to want picks back. Uh, you know, they're going to want, hey, we want a guy that can play right now, but it's like, well, we, any of the teams that are, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough pairing. So I think you got to look around the league, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head who is in a, a similar unhappy, but they're actually playing situation. But I just got to mention, at some point, it's the, he, he's a zero right now for you. So if you can get anything, even if it is, well, no, we prefer a, a win-now player rather than picks. It's like, if picks is all you can get, well, then go with that. And then maybe you can flip the picks into a player farther down the line. I think that would be exactly what I would do if you could get the picks for it. These picks are going to come valuable. Like I just said, not every team has picks. Somebody may just come knocking on your your door so that they can make a deal, like a bigger deal, but they don't have any picks. Hey, can we give you something for the picks? We'll take the picks. Now we can get that superstar we wanted, blah, blah, blah. All, all the turns around here. But this this team... This is like the back end window, man. Like it's it's kind of closing, but if they can just hang in there and, and stay healthy, that they they'll have a shot. But the window is closing, and it may even close this year. I'm not sure if the consistency in the West is going to be enough to completely knock them out, where they have no chance. But this certainly seems like the start. The Devin Booker injury, by the way, it's has reevaluated in four weeks. But we're we're not even like we're playing at least a five week game here at best case scenario, right? Like this is. Yeah, yeah, that was a reevaluation, kind of like with Curry, where it's going to be real reevaluated in two weeks. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more basketball talk? Otherwise, we're gonna reevaluate. Uh, yeah, just one, one last. Yeah, one last thing for me is if you haven't seen the Aaron Gordon dunk uh, from Christmas, go check it out. It is unreal. It is a wild dunk. He, you know, arguably should have won the dunk contest. Uh, you know, a, a while back, and this was just a, a you know. You don't get the award retroactively or anything like that, but one, one of the wildest in-game dunks that I've ever seen. He's very good. He jumps very high. He's uh he, he's got he's got some really good passers around him. It's nice. It's nice that that team's kind of rolling right now. Happy happy to see Jamal Murray look a little healthy. You know, just, just keep uh, keep everyone else on the floor there too. Let's keep that Porter Jr. guy, uh, you know, healthy also. Uh, all right, ready to talk about this chaos of the NFL season because there there yes. are there are picks that have been made and consequences that have already been had. Th- this this whole past week, I made a change. All right, I changed to Philly in the midweek. I, I generally don't do that. I said I was going to take Dallas because I, I felt like a game that they were going to have to win if they if they had a chance to win and they they did, and then they did win. I I just wanted to root for Minshew and that was really fun for like a whole quarter or almost all four quarters. There there was a couple couple errors here but you know this is a backup guy he's playing against a pretty good team in Dallas there's there's a whole lot of pressure on this team uh the the Philly talk and, and mostly is, is this this may be what the team is going forward and you know 34 points it doesn't feel like there were you know like they didn't lose this game because of Minshew is really what I'm getting at and I I wonder would they have won with Hurts do you think like is that is that obvious they would have won or because I don't think I don't think like it was clearly like a, a Hurts era away like they, uh, the, the defense had to get some stops right yeah, it was it was pretty close. I I, I and I, I agree with you. We we were really excited for uh for Minshew Mania, and then we both picked the uh the, the Cowboys. So I think this was what what was to be expected that it was gonna be 
fun, but not quite get the, getting the job done. Well, it's it certainly makes the NFC interesting. Where the, remember when we were talking about maybe Philly will go undefeated? I don't think either of us were buying that, but no, that, that didn't happen. That's not going to happen. I'm happy that didn't happen. And now once the it's kind of funny once the undefeated talk completely comes to an end, and then they get another loss, like almost like they're thir- thirteen and two now, having still a great season. But it certainly makes you worried about going into the next couple of weeks. These are basically playoff weeks from here on. The playoffs basically start if your team's still alive. They start this week. And we're going to recap a couple of games from last week to kind of force the results of what you're going to hope to happen this week. But this is it. This is it. Like the, there's a couple of teams where if you want to get in, this is your chance to get in and you kind of control your destiny to some degree. And there's other teams that somehow have these wild, wacky chances because nobody knows who's good in the NFL anymore, especially not me. Uh, recapping the picks lead right now. I think I'm up three. You made up one more in the past week. That sounds correct. Yeah. All right. So you're very much alive. I'm only up two, I think, by the second place person. So this this very much could be like an Eagle season right now where I dominate all of the opening weeks and then just throw it all the way in the next two. Uh, very, very nervous about that going forward. Almost as nervous as the Patriots at the end of games. My God, Zach, it happened again. I can't tell you the feeling. Only you know the feeling. Only Patriot fans know the feeling now of suddenly realizing this is how every Jets fans felt for the past whatever years and maybe even felt this past week. We blew another one. This was a winnable game. This was a game we played easily good enough to win and had an opportunity to win. And we just fumble at an inc- just you just can't do it. Like it, it just in an opportune time is not even putting it in the right words. It just can't happen. It's right there. We we've done everything we could to possibly be in this game. I still don't think they were that good of a football team, but somehow We've coached our way into this game, and we we have a chance, and we're just giving it away again. I can't tell you the frustration of knowing that we've basically blown the last two games, and then the results of the Miami couple games here are just combining into a, just a nauseating feeling of, I can't watch the end of Patriots games anymore. I'm going to be terrified of every fourth quarter for like the next two years of every Patriots game. I don't care who's playing or who's coaching. It's It's not a good feeling. I could imagine only one worse feeling, and that's the playing against Belichick. Everyone seems to be somewhat discussing the idea of let's fire him, let's move on from this, and I'm telling you this guy's going to continue to coach, and do you want to play against him? Because I do not. Let's let's put an end to that talk, right? Are you on board with that? Let's not let's not get rid of Belichick. No, that's why we don't need to compound the, the problems here. Belichick is not the problem. So what are some of the problems that we can fix? Or where to start? Or is it just simple of just we're at bad luck? It's like, just it... it's 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 see I mean there's the the larger issue of we we have a defensive coordinator calling the offensive plays. We don't really have defined coordinators. Which if any other team was doing this, and it wasn't under Belichick, they'd be getting uh, joked on even more than we are uh, right now as we've had these uh, these last end of game issues, but. I, 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 I'm trying to figure out, is, is Mac the issue, or is it we're not putting Mac in the right spots to succeed? And the first half looked terrible. I mean, we're down 22 to zero, and I'm saying put Zappi in. We, we just have to do something. It's just, th- this is not fun to go just three and out over and over again. Like, we're going to have to do something. I, I think I even said, uh, like, once they, they scored that, that final, uh, their, what turned out to be their, their final touchdown was like, well, 
the game's kind of over because we're this we can't score 20 points in, in a game let alone in, in a half and we had such a good chance i mean the the raiders game we just I just i don't want to get all all into it again but i i can understand if even if we had not done something incredibly stupid we still could have lost in overtime i i, I realize that but this one uh we're, we're marching down we're in the red zone like we can get a touchdown here it's four down territory we're gonna go for it and then we hurt ourselves even more because we missed the, the PAT before. So now we have to score a touchdown rather than we could have just kicked a field goal, tied it up. I, I don't know, it was cold everywhere. I, I don't know if that was the issue. The The kick wasn't even close. It wasn't like it was sort of, I, I don't even think it was over the crossbar. It was really, really bad. But yeah, Ramon J. Stevenson, you know, the Raiders game, he's the one that laterals to Jacoby which I think kind of starts the like, oh, well, he lateral to me. Okay, we got a lateral and mess that all up. And then, yeah, you, you just can't fumble. And I think just for 20 years, this was always the thing that happened to the other team. It was always, you know, something like that. If this was reversed and Cincinnati was going down, like, oh, how are we going to stop him here? Oh, this, this doesn't look good. They would be the one that fumbled. And then we would all of a sudden just walk away victorious. And I feel like that happened over and over again for 20 years. And now we're like all... <laughs> <laughs> all in like one season it's all like coming back like in spades it's it's funny that you're saying in, in spades for me it's all right let's let's just look at the hand we've been dealt here all right we have so many issues on offense you could talk about the coordinator you could talk about the quarterback you could talk about all of that but the one thing we do feel moderately comfortable about is that maybe we could run the ball on this team maybe maybe stevenson is is a guy and that we could just workhorse him and and he'll be our reliable back and that's the worst part there because your other options in this clock crunching time right now, right? The game's coming to an end. We need a touchdown. We almost have too much time on the clock. We need to kind of get a little bit closer. Our best offense is still running the ball. And when you're running back fumbles at the most critical time and you look at the cards that your hand has been dealt and this is still your best option and then that happens and your best option has just blown up in your face and, and you're just like, well, what else would we do? Because right today, if we if Mac threw it and threw an interception, we'd be just as upset. Except we'd be trashing him like a million times more. Like this, this, this just should have been such a safe bet as well. And it wasn't. And it, it normally doesn't happen. It's it's especially uh, with Belichick's whole thing, and it's been his thing for years, decades even. Is if you don't take care of the ball, you don't play. There's been other guys that have fumbled and are immediately, you were benched for the game, and you might be benched for a few games. I was shocked to see after last week him still in this week, and I, I guess, you, you, like you said, well, we don't have the luxury of, like, we could just have Brady just cover for it, and, like, we need the running game, and he's, you know, he's, he's the guy. But, I, like, I, I, like are there consequences? I, I don't know. Like, what, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. We're doing it, though. We're somehow, do, are we alive? We're alive, right? We got a chance. We're gonna beat Buffalo. I got last the odds season. up. I got the odds up right here. According to five thirty-eight, we have a twenty percent chance of making the playoffs. If I told you at the beginning of the year we'll have a twenty percent chance of making the playoffs, I'd say, yeah, that's 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 like accurate, right? That sounds. <laughs> we got Miami this week. Sure seems like two is in the concussion protocol again, so he's not gonna play. And then we have Buffalo after that, so. Really have to get this one against Miami. Now, Miami is the fun one to talk about because Miami played the Green Bay Packers, who are in a critical game this week. 
They beat Miami. I don't know what's going on with Miami. I, I'm just glad fantasy's over and that I don't have to root for Waddle anymore and that this is this is just not, not my, my problem anymore. I'm, I'm very much on the Patriots bandwagon now. Fantasy season ended. It was not a good season. You, you seem to have a little bit better luck. You're still going or, you're, or you, you've been successful. What, what, what's going on the latest? I, I am in the finals in, in two leagues. All right. See, that's, that's why you always want to get good fantasy advice from Zach. It is always, what do you do? You draft Christian McCaffrey, right? That's that's the go-to. That that's one piece of my uh, my advice. I have lots of advice. You should you could go back and listen to the from the beginning of the year. I'm sure I'm sure it's good. Well, what what's the advice you would give me going into this week, knowing that the Green Bay Packers have a chance to still make the playoffs and that they could beat the fake Minnesota Magic Vikings this week to just compile into this crazy scenario where. Rodgers and Brady may crawl into the playoffs, and you're going to look across the quarterbacks in the league and be like, you know, maybe they, I could trust these two, despite them having the two most abysmal, embarrassing, disastrous seasons of all time. Like, are you telling me you're going to pick Kirk Cousins over over Aaron Rodgers next week? This is basically a playoff game next week. Like, like where? Definitely. Where? Where are we? Did doing? you see what happened last week? I I, I did. Yes, it, it happened. The Vikings, the Vikings kicked a 61-yard field goal. Sure, they were they were they were inside everywhere else. You know, it's cold, but they still pulled it off. I said it last week, and I mentioned it at the start of this podcast. The Vikings are magic. You don't pick against magic. You're just you're gonna lose every time. So I don't think that uh, Aaron Rodgers he he might have a little bit of magic. He might have used to have some magic, but it's nothing nowhere near what the Vikings have right now. All right, so can we be in agreement that sure the Packers won this past week, but. They're not a good football team. This, I think, says a lot more about Miami than it says anything about Green Bay. I've seen Green Bay. We've we've bent on and off of them all year. I I, I just can't. I can't really. I can't be relying on them. But I'm I'm kind of thinking I may pick them. You know, foreshadowing. What would you here. rather be? Would you rather be a good football team or a football team that has magic? <laughs> you know, I really meant to pick up the "You're a Wizard, Harry" drop today, just so I could play that. Oh yeah, this whole time. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Like just, just, uh, just, just say that every time the Minnesota magic ha- happens over here. I maybe just call them that. They're not even Vikings anymore. They're just, they're just the magicians right now. They're just somehow, some way. I'm terrified uh, to admit that, that that magic has been somehow consistent over the past couple. It's just the amount of luck that's happened. First of all, this team could easily have lost every single game of the year. I think out of like their what, what, 13 wins they have now, or something ridiculous like that. I think 12 of them were by one possession. Like this, like this could easily be a completely other season right now, where they could have lost all of their games by by one possession or less too. So you would, would have been saying the same thing, being like, "Oh, what if you know we we almost we almost would have been twelve and three. And it's like this is that what if year where they are somehow twelve and three and they could eat three and twelve just as easily. It's uh, it's never ending. I can't believe it happened. I I, just, I mean, I wasn't hoping for the Giants to win. I did bet on the Magic because of what you said last week, but this. This come upcoming week is going to be a far, far more interesting one. Uh, all right, other other news of the, the the past NFL week here. Let's see. I mean, really, should we talk about the the Baker Mayfield shootout here? I mean, is is this is this the real deal? Like, are you if you're if you're the Rams, you know, I don't know what Stafford's retirement kind of status is going to be, and I don't know what your other options are in free agency. I mean, I'm sure you could probably get somebody in the Baker Mayfield category, but maybe maybe you just already found him. Maybe maybe you got him ahead of the the bidding war here. Um, I have no idea what to, what to think say about this beyond. I thought the Denver Broncos defense was decent. I didn't think it was great. I thought it would eventually give up at some point in the year, but 51 points. That's a lot of points. 
that's that's something Baker hasn't done in a while. I don't think he's done that ever in the NFL. Um, are you are you buying into this for the the Rams here? Is this the the happy ending of the Rams' miserable season? I also thought the Broncos' defense was good and started them in fantasy. And for uh, doing that, I was rewarded with minus four points. I don't think you could really read into this too much. Both teams, they have combined nine wins between them. I, I think it's just you're getting towards the end of the year and some goofy stuff happens where, you know, the defense might have been good at the beginning of the year and now you're just you're frustrated and you're, you're just not hitting as hard. You just, you know, kind of, hey, maybe not get hurt. Let's uh, get ready for next year. As far as uh, Baker is concerned, I'm assuming uh, Stafford's going to come back healthy and he'll be ready to go. And I think, you know, make a – Make Baker the, the the backup, but I don't know if he's going to get another uh, starting shot. Even with this, you know, this this is definitely a bright spot. But if you take the whole the whole year together, I, I mean, would you want him starting for your team next year? Uh well, you know what? I want whatever McVeigh wants because McVeigh seems to have been a little lack, lack lackluster in that inspiration category. Right? The, the creative offensive genius I felt like just came out a little bit this past week. So if if he can build some magic with Baker let let him build some magic with Baker but it's it's whatever he wants to do because this past year just wasn't working and I, I feel like they kind of wanted to blame it on the running backs and they specifically wanted to blame it on Akers well guess who kind of had a pretty good week this past week the Cam Akers kid I think had a, at least a touchdown maybe even more and and it's like I don't know if you could point to that as an excuse anymore and it, and it feels a little bit more I'm pointing at the coach so whatever the coach wants to do kind of going forward I, I've seen it work I kind of saw it work last week so that, that's kind of what I'm betting on. You know, he he moved on from golf to Stafford pretty quick, and I, I'm not saying that's the right move or necessarily what I, I would I'd advocate, but I wouldn't be shocked by it. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't be shocked by it. Like, would that be the craziest thing if, if Baker started for them next year? Um, no, I don't think it would be be the craziest. Yeah, because I don't really know uh, the timeline for, for Stafford's return. As well as, you know, this isn't his first injury, and it's – probably isn't going to be his last injury let's let's be honest about that that's not uh, unforeseeable uh one thing i do know we're going to see in the future and i'm going to ask you which position you'd rather be in right now you can be in the you could be one of the two teams that lost this past week uh denver four and eleven they lost you could have their quarterback in russell wilson of which they traded way too much to get and paid way too much to now keep or you could be in cleveland scenario with deshaun watson who which you've guaranteed every single cent of this and that seems to not be working out very well either i i hate comparing like which one of these disasters is worse but really which one of these disasters is worse like what <laughs> i don't know how you ended up in this scenario it seems it seemed like a good idea at the time i, I may have not thought it was the best idea but i didn't think it was gonna end up like this for either of them uh so who's who's worse off right now <laughs> uh russell wilson and the broncos it's way worse uh the the, the amount of games he's played and not been good is much longer than Deshaun. And I mean, this past week, uh, I think the, that, that game, if it wasn't the coldest, it was close to one of the coldest or like the wind was the worst in that one. So I think if, if you're looking at it, you can't compare that to a, to a normal week. I'm not entirely sure that's true. I, I, I mean, all right, let's see which, which quarterbacks had a, had a good game. Like of recent, like was the last good Watson game you saw? It's been, it's been, it's been a while. He's only played what, like three games though. Sure. I think that that's still salvageable. I don't know if there's anything salvageable with uh, with Russell Wilson. He's played. I mean, he got hurt a little bit, but he's played the whole year, and I, I can't really think of. Uh, oh, yep, that was a good. That was a good performance. Well, I I'm gonna agree with you that it is Russ, and it's it's one reason is that they just fired the coach, and perhaps that's 
related to the struggles or you know a result of the struggles i i don't know i'm not sure who's going to be super excited to walk in and have this project right now as well as have the lack of flexibility at the quarterback position when there's going to be a ton of other coaching vacancies i'm assuming with so much more quarterback flexibility and this team's not going to have any it's uh, it's gonna be a tough sell i i, I wonder uh, i think D- denver generally is a football attractive city i think that the history there is is, is a team that i think player or coaches want to coach at and I'm not sure I'm signing up for this one now. So that's that's an interesting scenario going on there. And I think Russ is, is certainly worse off because of all of that. Uh, all right. Any other news you want to talk about from this past week? Otherwise, uh, let's jump into some picks because there's there's some drama coming. I, I'm I'm shaky at a few. <laughs> uh, just that you you, you, should, you sort of mentioned it. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. This was his uh, his first season. This is. This rarely happens that a coach is fired before his first season is over. I don't think it's happened in like 30 years or something. So there's been there there are three open uh, coaching spots right now, but you you know it's got to be really bad if you you know something's happening that hasn't happened in in 30 years where like you're not even letting the guy finish out the year before you're saying nope, no way. How much money would you have to pay Pete Carroll to coach Russ in, in Denver? Like, is it is there an amount of money? Is that does that exist? Is that number <laughs> three billion? Oh, the number always exists. Yeah, you think that exists? Is that is that the solution here? Where we just bring in a coach that says, "By the way, we're going to run the ball every time." Why would he want to leave Seattle? I have no idea. I can you tell me a better coach that would work with Russ? He's at least done it. He did it for. He made it look a lot better than anyone did this year. I don't think that he wants to leave Seattle. I can't imagine he wants to either, but I can't imagine anyone else actually wanting to coach this team either. And he, he I know he doesn't want to either, but at least he has. A I think there's a lot of guys it. that want to coach the team. You get paid millions of dollars to coach football. There's a line around the block. Sure. Of guys sure. But there's, there's better jobs there. Like there's, this isn't, this isn't going to be the top one. Nobody's going to be hunting for this one. They're going to be hunting for the other jobs and they will settle for this one. I think that that's the more concerned I'm going to be. You're going to get the guy, you're going to get the bottom of the barrel. You're not getting anything good. All right. Anyways, that that's the news. Money talks, man. Money talks. Yeah. I I I said Pete Carroll was going to retire at the end of the year. Now I have no idea. The the Geno stuff that I don't know. They're going to get a. They might end up with a good draft pick this year too because of the the Denver Denver team is going to be terrible. I don't. What's that pick going to be? Like, do we know yet? Like, what, what do you think? What's Seattle going to end up with? Probably like a top 10 at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what that adds up. All right. Week 17. Yeah, not top five. Oof. All right. Week 17. Thursday night. Kicking it off. Dallas Cowboys at the Tennessee Titans. Dallas was hot last week. Seemed to have all clicked. Looked like the team that maybe the team to beat in the NFC. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy into that, but they, they beat they beat Philly with, with Minshew, and I don't think they lost by a Minshew, so that seems like a, a pretty fair outing. I'm going to go with Dallas on a Thursday here. This Tennessee team, even if Tannehill does start, they, they, I've never seen a team get so defeated by injuries more than this team. Uh, there's a, I feel like they were seven and zero, and now they're seven and eight somehow. Like this, this is just flip awful. <laughs> this, this is rough. Uh, I, I, the, the bottom only, is absolutely falling out. It's, it's not good. There's, there's just so many flaws to, to point out with this team. And then there's also so much hope with the team where it's like, well, we could just put it all back together. You know, we have Derrick Henry and we just crawl into the playoffs. We can, we can kind of win playoff football. And I, I still think they have a chance to do that, but man, the, uh, the, the performances they've had the last couple of weeks just make me feel like it's, it's over. They're not gonna be able to do it. They've, they've been so far out of, of, 
they, they really should have won just the last couple of games. They, they, they could have, and it, it just wasn't there. So I'm going with Dallas this week. I, I feel bad for Tennessee because Jacksonville's right there. Jacksonville took the lead last week, so this is it's very much a disastrous season where it feels like you were kind of in control, and now you were no longer in control at all. And, you know, Dallas, uh, Dallas, I think, wants to go after that number one seed. I think they want to host some home games, so this is kind of a little bit more motivation for them to stay, stay going here. So I'll, I'll take Dallas. Uh, who you got? I'm going with Dallas. This is my lock of the week. Lock it in, man. Thursday, man. I don't like locking in a Thursday. Anything can happen on a Thursday. All right. I I, I guess told you all the Tennessee's not going to win reasons, but uh, lock lock seems crazy on a Thursday. All right. Sunday, Arizona Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons. I don't really have any argument for either team here. Beyond, is, is Atlanta still actually have a chance here? I guess I'll pick them. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what I need to happen here. Arizona has no chance of anything happening here. The only, the only chance they have is of me per- correctly predicting their season. All right, They are the worst team in that division, and Atlanta's a little bit better. I, I, I don't have much of an argument, but I'll take Atlanta. Who you got? I am also going with the Falcons. I believe they still have a chance, right? <laughs> does, does anyone not have a chance in that division? I've, I've been told nobody's yeah, the- eliminated, right? Like Everybody's actually active. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're not. They are 5-10. And the Bucks are seven and eight, and based on what I'm looking at, uh, they must not own. They were the Bucks must must own the, the tiebreaker. But I still think that the, the they're both both the teams are out of the playoffs. But I think that the Falcons are at home, so they'll win. All right, I'll, I will I will ride that. That seems like good advice there because then I was gonna say, all right, I'll ask you it again. You can have it again, and it's still like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'll still take Atlanta. That, that, that's all right. All right, next game: Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Detroit let me down. They really did let me down. And then the Minnesota Magic made it even less fun, too, because they, they took care of business over there. And now now the Packers won, and then there's a little bit of noise in Green Bay again. And it's uh, it's too bad. Detroit, I still think this is one of the best offenses in the league, with possibly historically one of the worst defenses in the league. So that's uh, that's, that's just not going to be good. I, I still think it'll be good enough to beat the Bears, who somehow have a bad offense and a bad defense. So uh, I'll, I'll take Detroit at home. I, I don't not sure what they need to happen if they're if they're even still in the in the playoff hunt here, but they should they should try and win out every game anyways, right? Ride ride some momentum into next year. You got a good offense. I think they proved they got some good weapons, and uh, hopefully they could maybe make something happen. But the the Fields thing in Chicago that's not going to make anything happen this week. So I'll I'll take Detroit at home. Who you got? I am also going with Detroit. I think Fields will play well fantasy wise, but they will not get the uh, get the W. They'll hold on to that nice uh, lofty pick and. The tank will continue. All right, Denver Broncos against or at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'll take Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is my lock of the week. If, I mean, if you go ahead, you want to pick Denver? Go, go ahead, man. Get, sell me on that. All right, tell me on this idea. How's Denver even going to outscore this team? The, the, the Kansas City kicker will outscore Denver's offense. All right, I, I will lock that in right now. <laughs> yeah, give, give me the Chiefs. Yeah, that's, stay away from that one. All right, more fun. Next one. Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. This is this is the Belichick era. This is where where championships are won and lost. I, it, we're we're controlling our own destiny to some degree here. We're we can at least ruin their season, and, and who knows what will happen with ours. But I, the option and having the idea of just ruining someone else's season makes it so much more satisfying. I'm going to ask you this though: Do you wish we were going against Tua, and does it make you more fearful that maybe someone's going to come in and play better? Than he was playing. Because if you ask me, bring on Tua. I know he had a great, you know, couple of weeks early in the season, but his last couple of weeks, that's the guy I want to play against. And now I don't know who we're playing against. We got a kind of a wild card scenario where the guys gonna be playing that we didn't see a whole lot over the last couple of weeks, and we don't have a lot of film on. So, 
I'm still gonna take the Patriots because I, I this is the homer. This is the ride or die. If you're a Pats fan or you're not, like this is this is one where you got to go with your team. So I'm, I'm I'm going with the team. You have been a homer all year, so I will credit you with never picking against the Patriots. So I guess I'm jumping on your bandwagon this week, if that's all <laughs> right. Uh, who you got in this one? I'll ask you anyways. I will I will not be wavering. I am going with the Patriots. I don't think that uh, Teddy Two Gloves is better than Tua. I think I think he's gonna be fine. I think it's really the weapons that are around anyway, and so it's it's definitely gonna be difficult to shut down uh, Tyree Kill and and, and Waddle. But you, you said it uh, earlier in the podcast. This is a playoff game. All all of our games now are playoff games. We we gotta win. We gotta win. It's at home. Miami's gonna have to come back into the cold. It's not. I don't think it'll be as cold as it was last week uh, all over the place. But it's still not gonna be Miami weather, and we gotta take care of business. Uh, two gloves in the in the winter sounds like the advantage time of it. That is the worst time to have two gloves on, if you ask me. So like, that's this is gonna be. Some, I'm hoping sloppy weather. I'm, I feel like that'll benefit us. But you know, man, I'm I'm fearful. We we're, we're just as sloppy of a team right now. So maybe maybe nothing too crazy. You know, maybe, maybe a little cold. You know, maybe no precipitation. I'm all right with that. Let's uh let's at least be able to throw the ball here. But it's a winnable game. I I feel like we could still win this game, even knowing the disaster of the last two weeks, even knowing the flaws of the offense and that. The fact that this defense is carrying the points for this team every week. How many defensive touchdowns is this team going to score every week? And what are the odds that they get one this week with maybe a little bit of weather mixed with some Teddy Bridgewater nerves? Seems pretty good. So I, I, it, this is winnable. We could do this. Like, I'm not talking crazy. I'm just a homer here. Like, this is this is within striking distance, despite us being a terrible team, because this team in Miami has not played well the last couple of weeks. It would be shocking to me if they somehow played well against us. Like, we must be really bad if Miami just bounces back against us. Like that's gonna be the wake up call that we're with a backup quarterback. Yeah, we're really, really not good. Like I know we're not good, but I, I can kind of convince us to winning this game even being not that good. But uh, all right, yeah, no, let's, let's go. This is it, right? Playoff game, win, win or go home. Uh, next game: Indianapolis Colts at the New York Giants. Uh, Saturday is struggling in the fourth quarter i think the last couple weeks he's been outscored uh some outrageous number like 90 to like seven or something in the fourth quarter just just absurd the giants somehow managed to string together more wins they're eight six and one they're they're very much alive and i think because of that they're gonna show up for this game and the colts are not alive and have no real reason to show up for this uh you know maybe saturday will give a good speech on that so is that enough for you to pick them because uh, i'll take the giants yeah, I don't like picking the Giants, but give me the Giants. The Colts haven't looked good. I don't think they really know what they're doing. Uh, they're out of the playoffs where the Giants still uh, are, are in a prime spot to uh, to make the playoffs. So I think that they're going to be uh, extra motivated at home. I hear he's going to do the game of interest speech at half. It's going to it's gonna be good. All right, those, those blue eyes, man, you're going to fall right for them. It's going gonna, gonna to be great. We're going <laughs> to make it through this. All right, next game, New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll still ride with Minshew, man. I I I think this Eagles team can easily, if they're going to put up the points they put up last week, that's going to be more than enough to beat the Saints. The Saints can be a little physical, but I'm not I'm not scared of that. I just think offensively the Eagles can put up 20 plus points. I don't think the Saints are going to score more than 20 points against the Eagles. I'll take Philly at home. Who you got? Yep, give me Philly, whether it's uh, Hurts or whether it's Minshew. I I like the Eagles. All right, I'm going to test you here, man. This is this is the real real test, All right? Carolina. Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is this is Tommy's time. This is it. This is do or die. Carolina won last week. They beat my hot Detroit Lions and and made everything interesting. This is kind of a huge game. They're six and nine. Tampa's seven and eight. 
Brady is is just crawling in these games, just limping to the finish line, and then somehow having heroic two minute drills to end games week after week. Is that going to be enough to do it this week? I want you to pick this one first. I feel like I always pick them first. You're going to go with Carolina. You're going to go with Tom at home. I am going with Tom at home. This is the the, the trifecta. The Tom magic is still there. You can't score all game, but then you're only down two scores, you know, midway through the fourth. And I, you can see it happening. I've seen it happen so many times. I was so confident. It's like, this is going to happen. I texted you. I told my brother. And I saw it. It's like, Brady's going to win this. This is happening. So he's ready to go. He's, he's, he's going to get him into the playoffs. That's all. That's his main focus. Yeah. Panthers don't stand a chance. I watched the Panthers last week. I watched Tampa last week. You can't tell me the Tampa Bay team is going to play. Like if that, if this Carolina team shows up and they run the ball the way they did this last week, which was just excellent. Foreman and, and Hubbard both got the job done. Like it's just, it was working, right? They, they, they were controlling the game. If they can control the game, which is totally easy to do against Tampa because they're going to throw the ball away a ton. They're not that great at running the ball. And they're really only able to strike the, on the offense when they go quick two minute drills. So as long as you put yourself in a position where you can just be up one score and not, you know, withstand the the, the lethal like <laughs> Mamba two minute drill of, of Tom Brady. You, you can win a game against this team almost easily. So I, I think this team's going to go up fourteen nothing early, and that's going to be it. Like Tampa's going to be Tampa's going to be out. I, I just think Carolina, based on what I saw last week, if that team shows up, they are going to beat this team by a lot in Tampa. I don't think this Tampa team's good. This Tampa team's been awful, man. Like, what was the bright side of, of Tom Brady last week? I think there's. There's just like three three possess three series in a row that he he scores at the very end and that's it that's like the the take home of a happy ending but the whole book sucked like this this whole game was really rough and I don't know if they're gonna be able to turn around I also feel like what what's more fun for Carolina to be like hey we get Tom Brady at his most vulnerable like this is the oldest he's ever gonna be the weakest he's ever gonna be the the least prepared team he's ever had with strike let's just ruin someone's season man let's be spoilers. I, I I'm with you that you, you ride with Tom, man. I I'm I'm happy for you, but this is a better team is really what I'm getting at. This this Carolina team is going to be a better team this week. So I I'm going with them. It'll be interesting if that ends up like really factoring in our our results here. Where this this next following week is like ah oh, this this is the, the toss up one where you got a game on me and suddenly we're tied or who knows you could even take the lead. I don't feel great with three games of a of a wacky ending of an NFL season here. Anything can happen. Uh, all right, next game, Cleveland Browns at the Washington Commanders. Uh, suppose the Commanders are still alive, so I'll pick them. But, you know, Cleveland at some point, like you said, maybe the Watson magic suddenly clicks. The the, the fact that the Commanders are already swapping quarterbacks mid-game. And uh, do we even know who – do you know who's starting the next game? Is it like, or is it, uh, It's for sure Wentz. For sure Wentz. Do, do you like that they have changed this back and forth and that <laughs> and somehow it's felt like the right decision every time? Uh, I'll think Commanders, who you got? <laughs> I'm also going with the Commanders. Not concerned with Wentz coming back. He was your starter at the start of the year. Heineke was your backup. So when your starter is ready to go again, put him back in. Yeah, sure. Uh, no no love for Cleveland. Uh, next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. The very, very sneaky 2-12-1 and and Texans managed to stay in every single game. Jacksonville is finally in control. Every time it feels like this team, you give them a little bit of faith and then you rely on them a little bit, they seem to let you down. They can't actually let us down against Houston, though, right? This t- the Houston team has two wins. Like, if Jacksonville had an opportunity, this is it. Don't screw this up. I'm picking Jacksonville. I, I can't even tell you how upset I would be if, if, 
if Trevor Lawrence doesn't take care of the ball and just has like seven interceptions and they blow this game, it's it's there, right? Tennessee is done. They have nothing left. This is all up for you. Jacksonville needs to win this game. If I swear if they don't win this game. I should lock this one in. Can I lock a second one? I'll lock this one in again. Take Jacksonville on the road. Who you got? I am also going with Jacksonville. They need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And despite the Texans' mighty win last week, uh, I'm going with the Jaguars. San Francisco 49ers at the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll take Brock Purdy on the road. I haven't seen this look bad yet. I've seen the Raiders look real bad. I even, even saw it in person. I even saw them get a win they didn't even deserve. in per- like that, that happened uh, too too soon. Uh, I'll take Brock Purdy on the road. Who we got? Did you see who's uh, starting for the Raiders this week? I did see that Derek Carr was not starting. I didn't see who is starting. Who are they? Who who, who sounds like a better idea than Derek Carr on this team now? Uh, just uh, your friendly backup. Uh, you're familiar with him, uh, Jared Stidham. No way, really. <laughs> yep. So they sat Carr because I wanted to see what they had in their their young quarterback. Uh, so I when I saw that, it's like, oh, did they draft somebody? Is this like a guy brand new? It's like, oh, nope. Nope, he's he's played a little bit. I mean, he's still on the younger side, but it's not like he's brand new. So, uh, yeah, if the Las Vegas Raiders are giving up on their season, I'm for sure not going to pick them. So I will also go with the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey. Are you saying Stidham was entirely Coach McDaniel's idea and that we're about to see how that would have played out and it's probably not going to play out very well? This is not a – first of all, if you're Stidham being like, hey, man, can I wait till like, next week when we're not playing the Niners? Like, you want me to look good? This is not the week to just throw me out there, man. Come on. Let Derek throw a couple interceptions in the first. Let me come in after. You know, just – Then come in. You know, like, the, what are we – the crowd starts chanting for me. What are we doing here? If anything, Derek Carr's going to come in in the second quarter when it's like this guy can't even throw the ball 10 yards without the other team touching it. So, I – I, I don't know what the, the the hope of all of this is. This seems like if you want to see what he's made of, maybe see what he's made of against somebody uh, somebody else. Somebody who's not playing for a Super Bowl would be a maybe maybe a good idea. But you know what? They're they're six and nine, and we're not entirely sold on anything on that uh, that whole team over there. So uh, I think we're both going with the Niners on the road. No love, uh, no love for the Raiders. Yep. Uh, next game: New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. Oh man, this is this is it. This, this is this is a playoff game, right? This, this is round one. Is this, this is the playing game? This this is, this is huge here. <laughs> I have been all in on Seattle from early on. I also love that the New York Jets uh, have Mike White back, right? He's he's playing this week, right? We, we're sure. We're yep. confirmed on yep. that. Zach Wilson's getting benched. It's definitely gonna be Mike White. All right, so now it's a matter of I really like the Jets' defense, and I think Mike White is is good enough to keep them in in a in a game. I actually think he's good enough to win them a game if he plays the way he was before these injuries. Now, Seattle, I, I, I really like Geno. I think he's pretty steady. I think that offense is, is reliable, but this defense is so unreliable. But the, the, the home crowd, maybe maybe we get some noise, you know, out of all this. It, it's, 12th man. You know, you know, I, I, I could talk myself into every, every direction that I want because in some ways I kind of can't lose on this matchup because I, I said both of these teams were actually pretty good. Uh, I, I, I guess – I, I, I'm going to take Mike White in the road. I don't, I don't feel great about it, but I, I, it's if Mike White is going to play the way he played before his injury, which seems possible. Just abandoning, abandoning your team. I'm basing it all on what I've seen the past couple of weeks. And oh, the past man. couple of weeks on the Jets, I just, Zach Wilson was so bad, so bad, that even if Mike White is, is, is just like a smidge better, I think they have a better chance at winning and they will have a better chance at winning. I'm assuming you're going with the home team then? You're, you're going with that extra man? No, no. I haven't liked Seattle all year. I have right from the start. You were, you were, I thought you were going to pick Seattle. I'm going, I'm going with the Jets. I'm going with Mike White. If Mike White was out, 
or if Mike White ends up just not playing, I I would go with Seattle. I, I'll give you that. I don't Zach, want. I don't want to. Let me ask you this: I don't deal with Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson was playing, would would you pick Seattle? Because I think I would. Yeah, I, th- I think it would be yeah, easier, right? It's like th- this is how much I, Mike White has shifted it. We we got to get rid of it. I can't be listening to all this negative Zach talk on on Monday mornings. It, it's not good for me. Just just find a new home. That I'm not saying it's all over, but it's all over New York. At least at least for the Jets, and uh, and and Mr. Wilson there. All right, uh, next game: Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. This is the huge game. This is the playoff game here. This is it. Packers win last week. The Packers team's been hot garbage. Minnesota Magic has been just winning game after game, just after miracle after miracle. Their luck is going to have to run out. They're in Lambeau. In some ways, Rodgers owns everyone in Lambeau. Maybe hasn't owned him a whole lot this year, but this is this is the opportunity. This is this is where Rodgers gets to shut everyone up. This is where he tells everyone to relax. He wins the big game. I think he's going to do it because I think this Minnesota team is so bad and that this Packers team is so spiteful that they'll just do it. I don't think this Minnesota team is good, and I think the Green Bay team is even worse. But that that just combines into I think Rodgers is going to have a chance into this. I think I think Cousins is going to poop his pants this game, though. I'm, I'm saying that like right now. This is this is the one where they should have won, and Rodgers easily could have lost this game a million times, and yet somehow wins it because Minnesota just couldn't put it away. So I, I'll take Green Bay at home. Are you sticking with the Magic? Are you a wizard? I don't know. I'm shocked that you're picking against the Magic. I told you last week, and they kicked a 61-yard field goal. I am fully prepared for the Packers to have a, a decent decent day. Uh, it's non-primetime. Kirk is going to be fine. There's no pooping of his pants at all. It's going to be a fresh fresh uh, jockstrap there. No no worries. I'm not concerned at all. And it's going to be like Green Bay is just going to like run the ball out, and all of a sudden like the running back is going to like accidentally like punt it over his head and the Vikings are going to run it in for, for a touchdown. And once again, everyone will be talking about, Oh, they're just lucky and this and that. And I'm going to come back and say, no, it's magic. They're a magic team. Just don't pick against them or you're going to be wrong. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's not a fun scenario to be in. I don't like where I had to pick one of these teams. I, I can I, can I go tie? Is that, is that, is that allowed? I told you we could, we could set up new scoring for next year. But we can't change the scoring in week 17. Fine. All right. I'm sticking with Green Bay at home. I just want to see more chaos happen. I also just want to finally confirm that like Minnesota's going to lose one game like this to a bad team. And I'm going to see I told you so. Like you know that it's 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 like I've been trying to tell you I told you so for way too many weeks in a row now and and it's at the point now where I I you've convinced me that just bet on the magic. Like it's it's just don't don't do that. I I need to trust some instincts on this one. I think Rodgers has got it in him. I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? The interesting thing about this is that the Christian, the Christian Watson, uh, he actually gets banged up in the second half of the last game. And it's, it, I said he wasn't going to be a relevant guy, that he had like that one huge game with, I think he had five catches for four touchdowns or something like really absurd for fantasy. And he's actually become a pretty good re- wide receiver. So I, I just, I just want to make a little correction on that. He's, he's a little banged up. He might not even play this week, but I, I think he's the real deal. I, I think if you're, I'm not saying he's a fantasy keeper, but I would I would keep an eye on him if Rodgers is going to stay around in uh, in Green Bay next year. Uh, next game, Los Angeles Rams at the Los Angeles Chargers. Is this a home game or a road game for both teams? I'm not sure. I think the Chargers are clearly the the good team here. That they've uh, they've they're nine and six. They they have the quarterback everybody wants in the league, and yet somehow I feel like the Baker magic is going to ruin this because the Chargers are going to Charger, and I'm going to take the Rams on. The road home away away game for two teams here. I, it's a, 
Is this, is this going to be dressed up as a Charger game? And what, the Rams fans are going to act like they are on a road game? No, I, I, don't, I don't even know if they have any fans either. But I'll take the Rams on the road. Enough jokes aside with that. I, who you got here? You, you going to take the pretty boy quarterback here, or are you going to go with Baker? I'm going with the with the Chargers. They uh, have, haven't really chargered in a while, so I, I feel confident going with them with the Rams not being so successful. Uh, Chargers are a uh, lock to make the, the the playoffs, so that that'll be interesting. And uh, I agree on you know confusion on which game it's going to be. You know, it's both Los Angeles. I think all the fans are just going to be uh, at the beach laughing at the rest of us <laughs> in the you know single degree uh, temperatures. Yeah. Why did why could we move this game anywhere else? Or or is this is are we trying to force a rivalry here? Is that is that is that the the goal of the scheduling here or? Like why not just host this in Vegas and make it like a, a fight night or something? Just <laughs> just do it somewhere else and play it internationally. Ooh, I don't know. This may, this might as well be an international game. It's a road game for both the home teams. That's that's ridiculous. All right, next game: Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the Ravens. Are we sure Lamar's gonna play again this year? The, the Huntley thing, man. Uh, he had some stock, I think, coming into the year. That stock is gone entirely. Gone, so can't bet on that one a little bit. Now, Pittsburgh sneaky at seven and eight here. I, I think they want to win this game, not to do with the season at all. But I just think they'd want to beat Baltimore any opportunity they get a chance to beat Baltimore. Is it panic? I mean, who, who do you know who's starting? It's not Lamar, right? Like I don't, I haven't heard anything about Lamar starting. Uh, it's. I, I, as a as a uh, as a Lamar fantasy owner, he's questionable right now. But I'm expecting he will not play. All right. Well, is that enough to make you pick him now? Because they kind of need this game. They like really, really need this game, and that is why I'm going to pick them. But are you going to pick them because of that? Because this does not look good. I don't feel good about this. This is like the worst team I picked to win out of all of these. Well, picks I think it's week. an easy pick to pick the Ravens because on the other side you got uh, Kenny Pickett. So. That's why I'm going with the Ravens. I just think the Ravens need to win this game and that if they could just get they can get this win, they can get in with Lamar, the, the season could be salvaged. But if they don't win today or this week, it's done. Like I, th- I think this season has just fallen too much apart where they've just lost too many things in a row, as well as I'm not convinced the rest of the team is very good right now. Like Even when Lamar does come back, he is going to have to put on the Superman cape immediately and do everything. They have flaws on the running end, the throwing end, everywhere. And he he just does so much, but I think he's capable of doing that, and can certainly make an interesting playoff run. But they got to win this week, so I'm, I'm betting on them for that, just so they don't, just so we can kind of get rewarded with maybe some Lamar, Lamar magic in the future. It'd be really fun to watch, because if they don't win this week, we might not get to see that, and that that's uh, that's cheating us. So we, let's let's not let that happen. All right, last game of the week here: Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals, prime time. This feels like a playoff game, just because these are two playoff teams that are going to be hopefully farther in advancing in the playoffs and. Cincinnati, uh, you know, they they kind of they kind of own certain teams and sneaky vistas here. They, what do they they own they own Kansas City? They, they they just beat them earlier in the year. I don't know how. And that I always feel like the Cincinnati always falls third in the rankings and in the in the the quarterback rankings of that. I rarely hear Burrow a second. I hear him in the conversation. With that being said, I think it's it's time for a change. It's a new reign here. I'm picking Cincinnati at home. Joey's going to climb the ladder. That's the only way you can prove you're better than this other team is you just beat them. So they're going to beat them this week. I think it'll be a fun game. I can't wait. This is totally going to kick off playoff football even more. This is going to give you the real taste. This is Monday night. I wonder. I don't know if the Manning cast is back or not. They may, they may still be on vacation. But uh, either way, this will be a fun Monday night game. I'll take Cincinnati. Who you got? 
I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. This is going to oh. be an awesome Monday Monday night standalone game. Uh, you know, you've recovered from New Year's uh, Eve partying. You're getting ready for the for the week and for the year to start. And oh, this is this is going to be an absolute electric game. It sh- it should be a great game. I I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, is it? It's the only standalone NFL game. Do we have any college games going on that day though? No, the college games will be on Saturday. They'll be on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Uh, who we got playing? This is the the actual playoff, right? This is the big deal everyone's been making making a you know caring about for years, and then we got to play it a, three months later. This is this is finally happening. Yep, yep. So we have uh, number two Michigan versus number three TCU at four, and number one Georgia versus number four Ohio State at eight, and that is Saturday. That is New Year's Eve. Uh, will you uh, be tuning in? Uh, if they're yeah, if it, if it ends up being close, I'll keep an eye on it. I'm not going to be watching from the start for any of the games. I mean, you, unless you are somehow involved in pushing me into all of this, I don't really have anyone else pushing me towards it. So that's it, it's very much on. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing that day, and I don't know if I'm going to prioritize doing that. And if I don't prioritize anything, there's a chance that I'll be looking to jump on some bandwagon and some fun. So maybe, maybe, maybe I, I'm not not going to say for sure though. Don't, don't don't quiz me on it next week. Is what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, but it, it's you know it's the playoff. If there's a time to care, this this seems like the time. So uh, see if anyone. It's cool because they usually uh it, they they like to have it on New Year's Eve, but New Year's Eve isn't always on a on a Saturday. And throughout the entire football, you know the main games are on Saturdays. So it's cool this year the way the schedule lined up of uh, Saturday basketball or Saturday football. It's like it's all on the on the correct day. All right, so after the advancement of this, are we playing a couple days later or are we playing next week? Next week. Next or week. it'll the I believe it's a, the following Monday because that's the last week of college or of NFL and so there's no Monday game. Okay, that's right. They take that last Monday. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, there you go. There's a little college football minute right there. That 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 was quick. Uh our picks are tight. I'm only up 3 in the the NFL picks here. So just just keep an eye on that. It's 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 about like I've been in the driver's seat the whole year, and now I'm just hoping I don't drive off the road. And it's it's way more nerve wracking with the lead. I feel like if I was you, I'd be like, yeah, you know, underdog, you know, this we could do this. Even if we don't, you know, we're in a bad position. Versus now I'm in a good position. I feel like I'm blowing it. Like it's, I, I feel like all these teams right now that started out hot in the air and they're just like I'm Baltimore. We're just we're just limping into the finals. This this could be bad. Well, I only made up one spot this week, so I was a li- I'm a little behind schedule. So hopefully I can uh, remedy that. I'm hoping I, I feel like you've strung together a couple of weeks of constantly getting a game or two on me, and I need to have a week where I actually get a game or two on you. I feel like I haven't had one of those in a while, so let's let's see if we can make that happen this week. And uh, anything you want to add out there, holiday wise? You kind of got a minute here. I, didn't, I don't really have much. I just it was it was really cool with Christmas being on Sunday that the NFL had most of their games on Saturday, but then we had the normal Christmas Day slate of NBA games. And then there was the the three NFL games. I feel like just the way it was staggered, it, it was perfect where it wasn't too much. It wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm missing out on things. You kind of dip in and out. The The basketball games were really, uh, you know, the Celtics winning. That, that was a fun game. But uh, there wasn't a ton of excitement except, of course, the, the last game that uh, did not actually end on Christmas. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, the football was kind of hit or miss. But just kind of just having having the sports was cool. Yeah, it was a good, good sports lineup. We're we're at a we're at a good point right now. I know the the Patriots are struggling, but this, this is a fun sports year regardless. It's been a fun NFL year. 
Uh, I'm excited for this. It's basically, like I said, the playoffs are starting now. So if, if you want to tune in, this is the time to tune in. Uh, make sure you tune in to us next week. We should be back on our normal Monday recording day schedule. So uh, make sure you subscribe. We'll be back. column A, little column B.